Um, we've been at Crosswinds. We uh, we celebrate the period of Advent. That's why we've we've lit uh, these candles. And actually, I'm going to take the time now to light the center candle. Normally, you'd light the center candle on on Christmas Day. We're not having a Christmas Day service, but the the center candle is in the center because it's the Christ candle. And uh, we've been celebrating this period of Advent, uh, which is this moment of waiting and expectation for the celebration of the idea that Jesus came to earth the first time. That's, that's why we do Christmas programs. That's why we do uh, those sorts of things. And in anticipation that, that we believe that one day Jesus is going to come back and make things new. And so this Christmas program... Um, all the stuff we've talked about, all of the verses, the kids did such a good job of giving us the whole history of history in a few verses, right? And I don't know about you, I'm old enough now to not be good at remembering things. And we had all the young kids come up here and, and give us the story, really, of creation in these verses. And they, they did awesome. But here's, here's the idea, and we're going to be super quick with this this morning. But here, here's the idea that... We've been waiting for Advent to light the Christ candle because the Christ candle is central to the Advent season. We've been preaching messages at Advent in in preparation for the idea that Jesus comes to earth because that is central to Advent. But more than that, that message is central to all of human human history. Our, Our belief is that this is not just a good story to tell. If it were just a good story, we would have talked about, uh, uh, Frosty or, or Rudolph. Or we would have had uh, Olaf come up here, because that snowman's funny, man. Uh, we would have done all of that, but we believe and we are committed to this idea that there's a real reason to celebrate this season. Like there really is a baby who was born in a manger. And though he's a baby no more, that really happened. So in Matthew chapter 1, it says this, Now the birth of Jesus took place. In this way, when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph or was engaged to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with a child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. Here's what happens. is a young girl who is in, in an engagement uh, uh, system in, in the Middle East, not in like America. It wasn't just like, uh, I know in our country sometimes people get engaged and you discover they've been engaged for like six years. And you discover that that's just sort of a, a thing they do. That's not what's going on here. This betrothal is, is a much deeper process. It, it, is, uh, it is culturally and, and borderline contractually binding. Before they're married, though, they find out that Mary's pregnant. This is a big deal because Mary and Joseph have never been together, right? They've never been together physically. They've never been together. Uh, uh, she is a, a virgin, right? And so that is the, the central turning point or the central idea of Christmas. It's why we sing in our culture songs like Silent night and uh and we sing that that line round yon virgin which as far as i know every child ever has believed was round young virgin because that makes sense she's pregnant she's round she's young um (laughs) but we we sing these sorts of things because this idea is that there was a young woman who had never been with a man who all of a sudden had a baby in her now if you say skeptically that is silly that is crazy. You are in exactly the right place. You're understanding the story right. If you view that as normal and something that just happens, then you have a lot more interesting life than I do, or at least a lot more ability to believe in things that are fantastical. But that is the center point of Christmas, that there's this woman 
who's never been with a man who's found to be pregnant with a baby. And her husband, Joseph, he could have, at that point, probably had her stoned. He could have put her to shame. He could have done all kinds of things. He is going to divorce her, he decides in in his heart quietly, so that none of that happens. He thinks he's being a good man. All of a sudden, as he considers these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Another thing that does not regularly happen to most people, and it's not happened to me, to be honest, an angel shows up on, on the scene and says this. Says Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. So here's the idea. She's found to be pregnant with a baby. She's never been with a man, and the baby inside of her comes from God. God has placed the baby inside of her. This is a story that, if it's not true, is one of the most fantastical, wild fibs anyone has ever told. Right? It sounds like an excuse. But the angels say this. Joseph, son of David, do not fear. Take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. The reason he's called Jesus is because the name means Savior. Right? You shall call his name Jesus. It's the same root as the word Joshua. Yeshua. He is Savior. You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save the people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, throughout our our Advent period, we've been talking about this idea. Emmanuel, the word Emmanuel simply means God with us. And this idea that we believe strongly and historically that Jesus appeared in history, born of a virgin. His mother's name was Mary. His father, who was not his blood father's name, was Joseph. But God put Jesus inside of Mary so that Jesus could grow up and live a sinless life. We believe that Jesus was God in the flesh. We affirm what it says in another place in the Bible. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us showing us the glory of the Father. That's what it says in, in the book of John. And the idea is, is that this guy named Jesus shows up on the scene and he does it for a reason. The reason it says in the text is this. He is the one who has come to save the people from their sins. No one ever likes to talk about that, right? That's not the, not the fun part. Let's go back to the part with the, the adorable kids and all of that. But here's what it says in the text, is that all of this Christmas thing we're doing, all of this celebration of a Jesus coming is a good story, but a silly one if he doesn't come for a purpose and if he doesn't fix the problem. Here is the, the reality of what the Bible teaches that all of us are conceived in and born in sin. In fact, I stand before you as just a sinner. Um, sometimes people think, well, that's that, that preacher guy. He must be like... Uh, uh, some people think that I must be holier than thou, if, that, if you understand that phrase. Some people assume that I'm, that I'm holier than I, than I am. I think that's a, that's a mistaken assumption. But people assume that's preacher guy, and preacher guy must be super not sinful. No, preacher guy's super sinful. And I tell you that without shame, because here's the reality. I'm standing in a room full of people who are also super sinful, right? And the thing about this Jesus, this baby who was born of, of Mary, this thing about this baby who comes into our world, this thing about this baby who is at the center of our Advent celebrations, is that he grows into an adult. He never sins. He dies on behalf of the people and rises again to take the punishment that people like me deserve. And so the thing about it is, is that all of us sit here in kind of a similar place, right? 
We stand as, as sinners and we stand in need of help. And so the beautiful thing about Christmas is it's the, it's the great equalizer. It makes all of us stand kind of in the same place and we all stand together. Like, I could never make any claim to be better than you. You couldn't make a claim to be better than me because we're all just sinners. Messed up, ragamuffiny sinners. Like, you might have a list of stuff that you've done and you're like, oh, this is so messed up. This is worse. This is the worst thing. And... The problem is, is that I could bring my list, which none of us wants to do because we don't want our list out there, but I could bring my list and this messed up stuff I do is just as bad as the messed up stuff that you do. And so the reason we celebrate Christmas, the reason we celebrate the birth of this child in a manger at Crosswinds is this, is that we believe that Jesus is the one who has come to rescue the world from its sins. And because we realized that we needed to be rescued. And I stand before you just as kind of a messed up person who's been rescued. And, and I stand before you hoping that you will come to the realization that you're too just kind of a messed up person who will reach out for the rescue that's available in, in, in Jesus Christ so that you might realize that he's so much more than just a baby in a manger, right? He starts as a baby in a manger, um, but he doesn't stay that way. Right? Sometimes we make that deal about the baby in a manger, but he grows into a young man. And as he grows into a young man, he does it without sin. He grows to the age of 30 and he teaches and he's an amazing teacher, but he says some things that, that, that make people angry and they eventually put him to death. But at the moment of his death, he's never ever sinned. Unlike you and I. So he goes to a cross, he dies, he's put in a grave. And he rises again. And all of that for this purpose, so that Christmas could have meaning. Because if Jesus is just still a baby in a manger, then I'm still trapped in my sin, and I'm still just a messed up dude who needs forgiveness and needs a way out. But the beauty of Christmas, and the reason we celebrate, and the reason that the Christ candle is central, is because everything in all of Scripture, and everything in all of history leads to this. There was a man who was born in Bethlehem, who grew to be a young man who grew up in Nazareth, who grew to be a man who was put to death in Jerusalem on a hill called Golgotha. And he was laid in a tomb owned by Joseph of Amarathia so that he could three days rise from the dead so that you and I in the year 2015, almost 2016, could have our sins blotted out, could have our sins forgiven, could have our sins wiped out, could have our record clean so that God could look upon us and not see our sinfulness but see the very righteousness of his son or the very goodness of his son, Jesus. So that when God looked at us, he saw his son, Jesus, and he saw us not as broken sinners but as redeemed people and heirs and brothers with Jesus and sons of the living God and daughters of the living God. That's why we celebrate Christmas. That's why we are so happy that you're with us for Advent. Our prayer is this, is that in this season, you would come to know who exactly this Jesus really is. Is it just a good story, or is it the story of history that changes literally everything? We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do. Uh, actually, just usually we do two things right now. So I was gonna talk about the two things. We're gonna do one thing right now. We're gonna do a, do an offering. Um, we we take an offering not because uh, the pastors at Crosswinds want to drive fancy cars or uh, so that we can build a fancy building. Obviously, um, <laughs> right? We do it so that a couple of reasons: so that we can keep the heat on, so that we can so that we can uh, 
do other things, but primarily just so that we can tell people around the world about who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. So we're going to take it, take an offering. We invite people to give in this offering as an act, act of worship. I'm going to pray for it now, and then um, I believe Pastor Aaron's going to come back up. So pray with me for, for the offering. Uh, Jesus, take these gifts, multiply them, and use them for the good of your kingdom, for the expansion of your name, so that the world might know that there was a baby born in Bethlehem, grew up in Nazareth to be the branch of Jesse, to be the the the, the lion of, of, of Judah, that you started as a, a baby in a manger, you became a king on a cross, uh, you became a servant on the cross, but you, you sit now as a king on the throne. The lion has become, the lamb has become the lion of, of Judah, and you are the one who can rescue us, the one who protects us, the one who saves us from our sins, the one who saves the world from uh, from their sins. You are the one who gave us friendship with God back, relationship, so that any of us, no matter who we are, are on equal footing. We're just all messed up people approaching an awesome God. So we ask that you would convict us of that this morning, that people would know that is true. We ask that you would bless these offerings, use them for the spreading of your great and good name, your great God in your name. Amen.